Hello and welcome. My name is Myron Patrick and this is the Devos with Dre podcast, where we provide discipleship through devotionals in order to rekindle a passion for God's word. Be sure to check in with us often as we post new teachings every Sunday and Wednesday evening. You don't want to miss it. And also, if you're curious as to what we actually look like, feel free to head over to our YouTube and Facebook page, which is simply Devos with Dre. So without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Devos with Dre. We are in chapter seven. We're about to finish up. We are going to be handling verses 44 through about 54. So we only got 10 verses, but we're about to get in this word. God has a word for us. Thank you again for tuning in. Please like, love, and don't forget to share. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it's powerful and relevant. Speak, Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, we're in the midst of Stephen's speech um, after he's been arrested and now before the council being accused of speaking against Moses, speaking against the temple and a couple other things that they've uh, come up with. And Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, is walking them through the text of the word that they know, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible that they adhere to and hold dear. And he starts off with the patriarchs talking about Abraham. Isaac and Jacob. Then he goes to Joseph and now he's talked about Moses and now he's continuing to speak about Moses. Uh, He actually finishes up with Moses and then we start talking about verse 44. He picks up and starts talking about the tent of witness. So we've already talked about how that God is down to earth. He comes down to us. He meets us where we are and how Stephen meets these people who are against him, the opposition. He meets them with the love and the grace of God right where they are, but for the purpose to take them somewhere. And we talked about last time that he has come down for a purpose. He's come down to deliver us. He didn't just come down to stay with us and to be do everything like us, but he came for a purpose to rescue us, to save us, to deliver us. And today we're going to handle uh, deliverance requires repentance. Deliverance requires repentance. Let's pick up in verse 44. Our fathers had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was until the days of David who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Verse 48. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? 
And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth at him. Who will stop right there? Wow. Stephen starts off talking to him, meeting them where they are. We, we agree. These are our patriarchs. You can notice even in the speech, our fathers, our, our God, our fathers. And he's he, he links up with them. We, on, we were on the same level. I understand where you're coming from. I see what you're saying. And then he inserts even Moses, whom you esteem highly. He spoke of the prophet who was to come. The righteous one. He, he talks about it and, and inserts it a little bit. And then he gets down to it and he's saying he, he challenges them. He's letting them know, even though I didn't tell you that I was going to tear up the temple and stuff. Doesn't it sound so familiar? Jesus's opposition was coming against him the same way. He's in here talking about he's going to destroy the temple and he's going to go against Moses's way. How does the how does the enemy and how does the opposition attack Stephen? The exact same way. Yet the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus and remaining upon him from baptism, the same Holy Spirit is in Stephen and helping him to stand up and confront the opposition. Oh, this is amazing. And he confronts this last piece that y'all are so caught up in this tradition of the temple. Let me remind you that the tabernacle, the whole archetype of the tent and the, the, the temple comes from the tabernacle and the, the tents. Remember, it was moving around. It, it wasn't fixated in Jerusalem and it wasn't this temple. If you remember, David wanted to build the, the, the temple, but he couldn't. Solomon had to build it. And then the, pro the, the prophet reminds us in the in the scriptures, he says the prophet in Isaiah 66, he says that the, the prophet tells us God has already talked about heaven is my throne. That's where I live. And the earth is my footstool. I'm God. You're going to build me a place. You you. I'm much bigger than that. I made all of this. So God is not. This is Stephen. God is not caught up on your buildings. God is not impressed with your buildings alone. He already told him when he was getting on to to the uh, in the, the story of Moses, how the the, the Israelites were given. God said, you didn't you didn't sacrifice to me nam time in this in this wilderness. You over there following after Molech and and Refin, though. He's breaking it down. The Holy Spirit is so cold, just helping him. He says there was opposition back then and there's opposition now. And then you see a turn in verse 50, 51. You stiff necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. And he compares them to the father, the fathers that he just talked about. He says, you've been resisted. Fa our fathers resisted Moses. And you believe and I believe that Moses was sent by God. The very one sent by God and held in high esteem was rejected and in fact resisted. And let me make it more clear. We didn't they didn't just re reject 
and resist Moses. They resisted and rejected the Holy Spirit. He's been the key in the whole thing. God is the one that you're against. And let me remind you, you stiff necked people who are uncircumcised. These are words that were not so nice, <laughs> not so oh, coddly. No, this is that the turn now. You need to realize you are in trouble. You're not just coming against me. You are at war with God. You are on the wrong side. Let me tell you, if you're not hearing when he switches over to you stiff necked people, you uncircumcised in heart and ears. If you're thinking, oh, that's mean. I just that's not Christ like. Need I remind you, Jesus is the one who looked at the Pharisees and said, you whitewashed tombs. You, you, you're clean on the outside, but you stink on the inside. You, you, you look right, but you're no good on the inside. Jesus told and spoke to the Pharisees in this way. These are the religious who should know better. He's not talking to the world crazy like this. He's talking to those who should know better. And he comes with an authority and he comes with the he comes with that. You know, he comes with it to them and he says it like this. You are resisting the Holy Spirit and you're acting just like your fathers. Remember, Jesus told the Pharisees and Sadducees, you're acting. You're not of Abraham. You're, Abraham is not your father, because if Abraham, Abraham was your father, you would believe in me. But the reason why you don't believe and there's no belief in you, no room for the word in you is because you're like your father, the devil. You talk about some harsh and some pointed words. Jesus did not mince words. Yes, he came down here and he came down to earth to live it like us, but he came to deliver us. And these people in this day and time with Stephen were convinced that they were safe. Remember, we talked about deliverance is also synonymous to salvation or being saved or rescued to be delivered. You have to realize Jesus came like a firefighter to save us from the hell's fire and the fiery uh, things of that are the results of sin on this earth, even and the the wedge between us and him even bigger. But in order to be rescued by the firefighter, you have to realize that you're in a burning building. Stephen is helping them to see everything has been on track. You've, you're with the right God. You're with Yahweh. But I need you to see and remember that there were people who claimed to be with God yet were against God, thinking they were against man. He, he brings it down, you see, and he lets them know right now you're in conflict, not with man. You're in conflict with God. This Jesus is the one whom you murdered. The prophets told about him and y'all persecuted the prophets. Y'all have murdered the son of God right now. Do you not see? And it's coming from a place of love. You know, how is that a place of love? There is no deliverance without repentance. There has to be a change of your mindset. Repentance is metanoia. It's to change your mind. It's to make a transformation in your thinking. It's to turn, to turn away from sin and unto God to repent. Say repent. See, you have to repent. He had to convince these people Stephen did. He's trying to convince these people you are in a fiery building. The building is about to be destroyed. 
You need the Savior. You need the firefighter Jesus just like I do. Let me point out your faults to you. You're bringing up Moses, but Moses was what came through Moses was the law and the law's purpose was to point out our sinfulness and our need to be rescued because none of us could keep the law. There's no salvation in the law. There's no rescue in the law, but it sets us up to say, wow, I'm in need of a savior. I'm in need of the firefighter Jesus. And Stephen is bringing it by the Holy Spirit. And guess what they did after telling them, Y'all are resisting the Holy Spirit. They get mad. They not just get get mad. 54 says that they were enraged when they heard these things and they ground their teeth at him. I don't even know what that means. I just think of clenched jaw. But oh, my gosh, they are mad. How do you and I respond to truth when it's brought? That is what the Holy Spirit wants us to remember here, because every time truth is presented, the Holy Spirit is moving and doing his thing. The Holy Spirit is moving and doing great things. But when we hear truth, will we resist or will we be open to repent? We must remember to repent and not resist. We have to repent because if we don't change our minds, we resist the helper. We resist the firefighter. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. This not on fire. I'm not in. I'm not in danger. I don't need any saving. I don't need help. I'm good right here with the law. I got what I need. No resistance. We need to stop resisting the Holy Spirit. We need to repent. We need to repent. We have to change our minds and say, I'm in need of a savior. I'm in need of deliverance. I need to be rescued from this again and again in Acts. In Stephen's speech, he says the problem was a matter of the heart. Y'all doing everything right on the outside, mostly. But the problem is your heart. And because your heart is messed up, you end up going against God and killing his prophets and his people. And you resist the Holy Spirit. Let him get your heart right. Let him get your heart right. And then repentance happens. And then deliverance follows. Deliverance will follow repentance. When you repent, you are open to be saved. You're open to salvation. You're open to being rescued by the one who loves us and who saved us and who came down to deliver. Let us not resist the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you because the Holy Spirit is pointing out to us where we might be resisting him because we're hung up on our traditions and the way it always has been done and the way that we think he should move. But we want to follow how he moves according to his word and allow the word to shape our view as opposed to our view and our feelings shaping the word. Ooh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for your grace and your love shown towards us because we are just like these Pharisees and Sadducees looking at looking at Stephen. Many times we find ourselves on the wrong side based on 
how you did it before based on our religious motives and our religious way of doing things. Help us not to get caught up in these, the tradition of men. Help us to remember the purpose behind them, that all things are to point to and give glory to you. And if it's not giving glory to you, it's not worth it. We repent. We change our thinking. We want to glorify you above all. We don't want our political agendas to run things. We don't want our ideologies and our agendas to rule and reign. We don't want our uh, whatever our nationality is, whatever our the nation that we belong to or the country we belong to. We want to make sure that you are being lifted up, not where we're from, not our socioeconomic status, not our skin color. You be glorified. We don't want to do things as normal. We want to do things as you want them done, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. Deliver us. Amen. Amen.